You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome. Episode 52 of Freud's Angels. We have done a year's worth of podcasts. Yes! (laughs) So proud of us. I am so astonished and, you know, 52 episodes plus the bonus ones in between. I mean, there's more than 52, but you know, it's just, this is the official 52 episodes. Um, Before I ask Vanessa what we're talking about, um, I do want to say that and remind you guys to catch us next Monday, which is the 21st, which is the summer solstice after a huge weekend. We have Juneteenth. Is that how they say it? Yeah. We have Father's Day this last weekend, and then we have Summer Solstice on Monday. It's a full weekend. So we decided to do a live party on Facebook. Yeah. It's going to be, we're going to record our podcast party, and it's going to be a live recording done on Facebook. Come and join us. Yeah. You can hang with us. Tell us what your favorite episodes were. Tell us, ask us any questions. Maybe you're like, yeah, I finally get a chance to ask them a question. Yeah. Join us. <laughs> We're going to be on for quite a bit. Um, We're just, we may have a special guest. We're going to try to dial that in to, to give us ideas on how to bring in the summer solstice and, you know, and we're just, we're going to live our best lives on that day. And we are, we're inviting you to come, whether it's with cocoa, whether it's with, you know, a cup of tea or an adult beverage, whatever strikes your fancy, come and join us. And, and, and we're going to talk about, we're going to reminisce about a year's yeah. worth of podcasts and the things that happen during that horrible year last year. And I don't even want to call it a horrible year. Challenging. Let's call it challenging yeah. because Freud's angels came out of that. And I don't think yeah. it's a horrible thing. It's a wonderful thing. It is a wonderful thing. <laughs> I'm very proud of us. I'm very excited about that party. I mean, I just feel like, I mean, we've been celebrating every week. I feel like, you know, when you look anybody who's been listening to it knows that we're always like, wow, check us out. And like, it feels like yesterday that we were going, wow, 22 episodes. And <laughs> now we're at 52. It's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. I love the feedback. I'm excited. I got very excited when you said, you know, reminiscing on our favorite episodes, like I'm stoked to kind of relive the year in episodes. I mean, I'm just, I I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great to celebrate and, and, you know, just kind of kick off year two of another, you know, 365, another 52 of just sharing experience, hope, knowledge joy heart soul all of it yeah can you hear i'm in (laughs) she brought me did she bring me a mouse oh no not yet she didn't bring me 
<laughs> that's her come play with me you've been yeah. on this computer long enough shit <laughs> yeah 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 well for those of you listening we're we're double recording today so we're we're kind of just in the zone so we're staying in the zone and 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 our animals and babies and everything are like enough with the zone <laughs> so, we um, need to be in your zone <laughs> yeah yeah exactly we want to be in the zone too yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm happy that this is episode 52. I think this is an important episode. What are we talking about, Vanessa? We're going to talk about the great hermitage. And oh. I think it sounds, <laughs> I know, I just wanted to say it that way. Um, I think it's actually a great topic for coming out of a pandemic because I feel like we call the pandemic, you know, essentially a forced hermit situation and um for me personally I'm going through this and it seems funny to be going through it while everything is opening back up I am just like oh no (laughs) just closing my cocoon and just allowing myself to be there and um I think it's important to talk about that about that concept of allowing it for yourself when do you need it How do you create boundaries with people during that period of time? How do you handle people who don't want that boundary um, and just kind of want to leech themselves into your hermit time? Um, You know, I just think that it's, it's a good topic to discuss as everybody's kind of coming out and maybe feeling forced back into, you know, social interactions. Maybe you're not ready either. Maybe you're in, in a space of gratitude for being able to have it have you know have this occurring again but what do you do when you're when you're over the excitement and you want to find that balance again well and we're we're coming to you from the fort of blankets that we have been living in so we're we're doing the old hermit thing very well today because we're both like we're cold we want blankets yeah um (laughs) now from a professional hermiter because that's what i am (laughs) COVID wasn't a far stretch for me. I'm thankful for that. I am very much used to being on my own, hermiting, kind of going out sometimes to see friends, but very, I'm I'm good at it. I mean, I did get lonely. It's not to say that I didn't have an effect to have to do it every single day, all day without human interaction. Mm -hmm. That's why I ended up buying my COVID cat. You know, I ended up rescuing her from the vet, from the um, shelter. And so that was okay. But um, it can be very difficult for people who aren't used to having a lot of time on their hands and being on their own. And it was such a forced thing. I think some of us, some people had a very adverse reaction to it. And so now that things are opening up, there's this level of trepidation you know, we have, because we're like, is it safe to go out? Is it really, are they lying? And then with some States giving the no mask now um, mandate and it, it's like, uh, yeah, no. Um, okay. What do I do? There's a sense of just unsurety. And the only advice that I think that for that unsurety is to do what makes you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. If it's baby steps, maybe go out to the local shop, you know, just for five minutes and go back home. If that's, you know, if that's something that you need to do, you know, do what 
create a plan of re-entry and mm-hmm. stick to it and stick to it. If it's, you know, okay, I'm going to go buy my milk at the local convenience store. That's not too much of a stretch. It's not too much of a, or maybe I'm going to go shop. I'll go grocery shopping this week. Cause yeah. you know, some of us haven't been grocery shopping in a year. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I've had my groceries delivered for that. Yeah. It was just necessary. Um, and cause I, you know, I'm, I'm immune suppressed. So I'm one of the high risk people. So I didn't go out at all. Yeah. Um, so I, I encourage you to make a plan, whatever that plan is, that's doable for you to comfortable for you, because you don't want to have to force yourself into anxiety, forcing yourself to rip the bandaid off and going back into public. Cause even if you had a hard time getting into hermit mode through this past year, you're going to find probably an equally, or if not a little bit of a challenge re-entry into the world. And you know, maybe, or maybe your pendulum swung. It, it was so far, like I'm desperate for people and I'm desperate for people in interaction. I'm out all the time. Like I'm never home anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're fine. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, you know, that's, that's the other way it could, could go down. But for me, I'm just doing it as I do. I'm still getting my groceries delivered. I am still kind of just, oh, I'm waiting. I'm holding out to see what really happens. Um, There wasn't enough information on um, people who are vaccinated that are immune suppressed that I decided to wait to get vaccinated. I'm not anti-vax, don't get me wrong, but there's, when you're putting a vaccine into your body to create an autoimmune response to create (laughs) antibodies on a system that's already immune suppressed, how is that going to work out? And how does that work? And does it work? Do, can I build up enough antibodies that, that the vaccine is worth it, even though I am an immune suppressed. So my, my, and I'm, and that's done with my doctor's consent. He, he agrees. There's not enough information. It's based as his personal choice. If my clients get it, then they get, they go get it. That's fine. But we're really being careful. And I said, I'm not willing quite yet to, I want to wait to see. And he says, that's fine too. Um, I'm not, I think, you know, I'm not anti-vax. I don't think the government's trying to control us. I don't have that. We're not doing, we're not being microchipped. (laughs) Yes. Some people, some people have, you know, you know, have, have that idea. And it's, you know, regardless of where it came from, you know, I'm not here to discuss that. And I'm not here to talk about it because it's exhausting because you believe what you believe and I'll intuitively believe what I believe and that's okay. Right. And it's my body, my, my choice, right? Like for everybody, there, there's that space for everything. And, and then, and that idea of that then, you know, changes the way that we reintegrate it or not yeah. <laughs> at whatever pace that, that we're going to do that at. And I think that that's, that is an important thing to bring up, you know, in the, the emergence you know, of, of this is, you know, that are we, are, you know, how do you feel? Allow yourself to feel how you feel. This is a, a big check-in point for everybody or should be, you know, um, that like, how, how do I feel? What do I believe? What am I comfortable with? Um, what did I find during this year about myself that I want to hold on to? You know, I think that there's this, um, you know, there's this pressure that a lot of people are feeling 
And um, when, when the when the pandemic first began and and the you know mandatory lockdowns started, um, there were a lot of people you know discussing like this is the time to do blank, this is the time to get to know yourself and all that. And I believe that a hundred percent but it was also a time to slow down, right? Like for a lot of people to see how they make their lives busy, but don't make their lives fulfilling. And um, for me, that was kind of the experience that I learned about myself is, and, and I, I mean, I've always known this about me. I'm an overextender. I love fun. I love people. I love to have fun with people. <laughs> and so that kind of has always brought me to be a social butterfly, or at least that's what it looks like. You know, um, but what I learned during the pandemic is that I do enjoy, you know, social interactions, but that I had a lot of times been doing things out of what feels like obligation um, because of connection with people. And um, that's, I, I have some clients that feel that way too, that they're excited to see people, you know, and get hugs and, you know, kind of have that. But Where's the new balance? I don't want to overextend myself. I don't want to over busy my schedule, but people are going to expect it. And that's what I hear is, you know, people are going to expect me to want to go out and want to do these kind of things. You know, even, you know, people who are vaccinated and feel safe are still, some of them are like, I kind of just like all of this free time that I now have for myself. I've, I've, I really have done that work of diving into hobbies and, and, and things that I do solitary that I enjoy and I'm, I'm really loving my solitary time. What do I do? And that has, you know, you know, personally, like when somebody says that, I'm like, boy, do you not understand how much I get that? <laughs> like, I am that introverted extrovert yeah. that people talk about. I enjoy people, but I am an empath. I am exhausted by people at the same time, simply because of absorbing their energy and combating their energy or try or having a shield sometimes and having to hold that the whole time I'm somewhere you know when I went to Disney it was like not even full capacity but I was exhausted because there's just a lot of energy there there's a lot and and expending physical energy and all that and I didn't even have to talk to anybody (laughs) you know like that to me was like a big awakening of like oh my gosh you're gonna have to have like discussions with people (laughs) and be in their energy and all these things that you've been shielded from are now going to be opened up. Where do you stand on it? And it's been a big issue for me of like, where do I stand on? I don't think I want that busy life that I had before. I don't think I want all of these scheduled things and having a lot of things to do. I don't, I really enjoy every day waking up and just kind of living the life that we're living and making that choice on that day. And if people show up, I guess it's okay, but I'm not really, I'm not really there yet. And and I guess when I thought about the topic for this, it was like, how do we connect to the other people that are maybe feeling that way or people who just sometimes need some time away from people. How do you handle it? How do you create a boundary? How do you let people know that boundary without hurting their feelings? And how do you handle the people whose feelings are hurt by you having to, you know, kind of hermit? Yeah. You know, I think that there's, this is probably an issue that people dealt with long before the pandemic. 
yes. learned a lot about themselves during the pandemic and are now possibly in a state of panic about, oh, my, the reprieve of the last year <laughs> where I didn't have to <laughs> explain anything. <laughs> you had a reason and it was legitimate and your reasons are right. always legitimate, but this was really legitimate. <laughs> yeah. This was not my fault, right? Like we think of needing my own energy or denying somebody our company is our fault. It's something that we now have where we're, it's a transgression against that other human. Whereas when it's not our fault, because we're not allowed there, we're not going to, we're, you know, we don't know anything about the illness. It takes the pressure off of us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and I think too, is, and um, you know, to piggyback on what you were saying, the, the pandemic, I think has taught a lot of us how to slow down and how to find that rebalance again. And I think many people, including myself, are loath to lose that balance. We feel good finally. We, you know, some of us feel like we're re, we're, we're kind of back, back to our status quo. We're, we're kind of centered. We're kind of a little bit, you know, we feel good. And now the idea of having to interact with others <laughs> and it's peopley out there <laughs> and it's hard because I know because for me too I don't like crowds I can't exist in a crowd unless I'm like head to toe wearing an armor of tourmaline it's just it's so <laughs> difficult for me yeah. to be in crowds and that's why I don't like to go to like shopping malls and places like that and I just um I know it can be difficult. So how, you know, if you think about now people are opening up, they're like, oh my gosh, let's get together. You know, sometimes you're going to have to say, you know what? No, I need this time. You know, I, I need to take some time out for me, or I'm not feeling like I want to, you know, you have to begin and it may begin by sharing and those who are near and dear to you I'm sure you've been in contact with your friends with your family via yeah. phone zoom facetime whatever that is yeah. you know you, you may have to share that I have found that I really enjoy my alone time and that it's necessary for my well-being and so you know everybody's trying to get back to quote unquote the norm but we need to say what our new norm is. Yeah. Like I know how much rest is important to me. Mm-hmm. And so when I have only two days on the weekend that I can do things, I have to get all my chores done, get everything I wanted to do in a weekend and rest at the same time for the next week. And that there's not enough time in two days and there never ha- has been, but yeah. So on a Sunday, like my friends right now are planning this, yeah, let's go here and let's do this. And I'm like, I've got a house to unpack. I've got stuff to do that feels very weighty on me. So I decided that I'm just not going to go. I'm not going to do it. It's just not, I would rather. And I, all I have to say to them is, um, I am actually going to build furniture and, um, get some things unpacked today so that I feel accomplished and they're fine with it because they understand, because I've shared with them how important things are. Um, And that may be something that has to happen to friends. You may not talk to a lot. You may have to say, look, I realize how important my downtime is to my well-being." 
-hmm. and I'm not ready to step back into pre-COVID life. And I don't know that I ever will be, um, but let's try, you know, when I'm ready, I'd love to spend some time with you. You know, we have to be honest and be very open with what we've discovered in the past year and to really step into how that's changed us. Yeah. And it's, it's some, for some, I mean, for me, it feels drastic. And I think that's where the, you know, it's almost like an identity crisis, Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, who am I? <laughs> like, is this going to stick around? Like, am I preparing people for something that's going to go away once things, you know, even out, you know, I mean, it really, I, I can truly understand it. And this is what I tell my clients, you know, it's like, I understand a lot of the feelings because I've been there. Like I can, I can actually feel them inside my body. And this is one of those things that I feel inside my body. Some people have been changed forever by this, you know, again, like, I mean, this has opened our eyes to a lot of things. A lot of people have become aware of um, surface friendships that they had because they're realizing that it is more difficult to keep up with everyone um, right now, because I mean, unless you're going to be on zoom 24 seven, it, it is difficult to connect because we're not doing groups and, and, and things like that. Um, but I mean, for me, even, you know, people that I um, had in my life, maybe that were just not, I don't want to say toxic because it's not toxic in that, you know, that they were creating uh, difficulties for me, but just kind of like reevaluating where I'm going to spend my time. And so (laughs) there was, I had difficulty even during the pandemic when I couldn't, when we couldn't go places, you know, I got into a new relationship and everybody knows how that goes. People who are used to having all of your time, right? (laughs) Like, so somebody who may text you all day long every day and you answer because you feel obligated is now like, oh, so now that you have a boyfriend, you don't have time for me. And it's like, yeah, I mean, kind of, because you were taking up a lot of my time and it's not your fault. I know that it's my fault. I know that I created that, but at the same time, a little understanding, you know, how am I going to have a relationship if my relationship time is being spent with everyone, but the person I'm in a relationship with and that understanding and realization of what people got used to over the last two years since I haven't been in that family unit and being like, wow, you know, like that, you know, there's really a lot that I've done that I don't really, I have to evaluate why, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of it was obligation and it kind of sucks to say it because it makes people feel bad, but it's not about them. It's about me. It's about my ideas of what I'm supposed to do as a friend in order for people to call me a friend and yeah. not allowing friendships to be organic sometimes is a lot. I mean, it was a lot for me to take in to think like, oh, okay. Yeah, there are some people that are were just there for the attention, you know, and that hurts for me to feel, but it's also not something that I feel comfortable telling somebody, you know, I'm not gonna say that to somebody, you just liked all the attention I was giving you and now you're upset that you're not getting any that's not the honesty that I'm looking for here. And that's not the honesty that I need to use, but I have to find something, you know, like there has to be some way to say like, this is my new boundary. This is my new self, you know? Yeah. I do have a relationship. I do have a family unit thing again, in addition to what I learned in COVID about not wanting to be on my phone all day anymore, not wanting 
to be on social media as much all day anymore, not wanting to schedule my weekends full of, you know, eight hour days of, of entertaining people at my home. I don't want to do it, you know? And how do you say that to people without them feeling like it's personal? Yeah. And that's so hard. So hard because like, I have a friend, a dear friend who, you know, and this, you know, and I want to say this, this just doesn't apply to now in COVID. This also applies to like when we're growing and we've outgrown situations and we feel that that friend doesn't highlight the growth in us and that it it takes us, it like, we kind of regress a little bit when we're around that friend. Um, You know, so it, this applies to all those moments where we're changing and we're realizing how certain friends, the energies of them don't match and how we don't match anymore and how to have that conversation. Cause I used to have a, a very close friend who I had created a codependent relationship all my fall. Not, nothing, nothing. They didn't have anything to do with it. It was all me. I don't, I love them dearly, but every time I was in the friendship or around the friendship. I, I would step back into that codependency and, um, and I didn't know how to set boundaries that were not going to hurt because the boundaries that I would have set would have hurt. And it ended up hurting anyways, because she really felt the pullback and she really felt the change and how I was different. Um, and, and, you know, we kind of stayed acquaintances and we kind of still, you know, we don't really talk. We just, you know, we're kind of just still Facebook friends, which breaks my heart. But at the time I didn't have the ability to say to her, you know, what I needed, yeah, the boundaries and what I needed. And had I had that, like you said, you know, being able to find the truth that was, that was equitable, the truth that was kind, the truth that was, you know, I, I, I could have, but it, you know, it just, it happens. All, yeah. Things like this are going to happen. Friends are going to kind of fall away. Friends will become acquaintances. It's, yeah. it's how we evolve. It's how we grow and it's how we change. And we're allowed to change and we're allowed to not, make people a priority that were a priority before. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it's difficult to find the way to say the truth or to the knowledge of when to say the truth and not because yeah. the truth is painful, right? Like the, the truth on the inside being I have outgrown our friendship. <laughs> it's a painful truth to say to a person and for a person to hear, yeah. right? How does one make that statement? You know, how does one be able to say I've leveled up and we're not on the same level without it sounding like I've left you behind because I am better than you or, or, you know, any other number of ways that that can be taken. It's such a hard thing. It's difficult. And I think, you know, and this is what I, what I tell people even in therapy is that sometimes we over, um, we overestimate the importance of closure yeah um and putting neat bows on things yeah a lot of times we we stop we block our flow by thinking we have to put more things in it 
And in terms of like friendships, I think, um, you know, for me specifically, I I mean, I'm, everybody knows I've been all over the place. I I've lived all over the place. I've done a lot of things in my life that have, I've accumulated a huge network of people that I truly love on many different levels. I don't have the time or space to connect with each one of them on the level that possibly I once did, you know, um, and that's just the facts of it. I just don't have that kind of time in my day. I, I, my energy, the priority people in my life right now um, live under my roof. And so that means that, that, that those things change. But rather than feeling like I need to address every single one of those people, I feel like letting it flow and letting people hear me or see me helps them understand what's happening. That when that the hurt is when there's an absence, a total absence. And I think that's where the work that I had to do was, is that you don't have to disappear because you're afraid to say anything. You don't have to explain what's happening. You can just be there in different capacities, right? So people send me messages. I don't, I don't respond to them right away anymore. They have to get used to that. I'm not right by my phone and I'm not going to text all day and every day, I'm, but I am going to get back to you and I'm not going to let five days go because it's, it's inconsiderate, you know, but it's kind of retraining, right? Like I don't have to have a conversation that says to you, I don't have time for you anymore Yeah, because I'm considering how you're going to take it when I do that. I'm just going to create a new flow and see what you see, see if we can flow in it. And if not, you're going to say something, right? Like, and I'm going to be, I'm going to have to say whatever it is I need to say, or just clarify, right? Like I did have a friend say, you know, like, Hey, you haven't been around very much. And it was like, I I just kind of don't have the energy for it. And they said, Oh, I thought it, you know, maybe it had something to do with me. And I was like, absolutely nothing to do with you. I love you. You know, it's just, not having the energy and wanting to put my energy in some, you know, solitary stuff. And that was the end of it. Yeah. I didn't have to say any of that other stuff about outgrowing or, Hey, right now I'm just trying to decide if our relationship is toxic. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, well, know? Or, you know, but there's also some of us who are Scorpios or have Aries moons and that, you know, that I, it's so final it's so final. Like <laughs> I, you know, my friendships, I don't generally let go unless there's something that happens. Either I'm in yeah. a state of anger and that person gets angry and then it's ended and, you know, <laughs> recently that, that, that's just, you know, that relationship happened recently. So, sure. you know, yeah. it just, those moments will happen, but you know, I love that you shared that Vanessa. It's like, you don't necessarily have to inform everybody of you know the the hey this is the new me this is the new boundary but just to have it and to practice around it and to answer questions when there are questions because you're right some people will take it personally and it's not them it's just that you're shifting or that you're wanting to spend quality time with yourself and your family and yeah I wish I would have known that like 10 years ago Yeah, me too, because I wouldn't have overextended myself the way that I did. However, (laughs) when I do look back, I'm like, I mean, I made so many wonderful memories and that's what I would take from it. You know, the exhaustion, the panic, the, 
forcing myself to do things because I felt obligated. That kind of sucks. But the memories that I made, I will take as my consolation prize <laughs> for not taking care of myself <laughs> in that time period. It's all good. <laughs> but for now, you know, I mean, I cocoon often. I don't want to do a lot of things right now. I, again, I don't know that that is going to be forever, but for right now, it has to be. For right now, I'm loving my little bubble. For right now, I'm deep in my hobbies. I'm deep in my friend, my friendship with my boyfriend, with my um, my friendship with my daughter. And I say that because I, they're nurturing friendships in addition to you know family relationships. It takes time. It means that we have to do things together and spend time together. And then I need time for me that wasn't originally built into, into this. So yeah, I mean, there, there is a, a huge shift and I feel like it's hermiting, but I feel like it's hermiting because it's the opposite of that social explosion that I used to be. Yeah. You know, and it really is just that I'm, I'm, I'm leveling to a different place, you know, and that's okay. People would understand it if I moved into the middle of the woods because <laughs> I would not be accessible <laughs> then, but it's difficult to be accessible and then, and, and, and have to make yourself inaccessible. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. And um, yeah, let's, let's talk about or something. There's a point about hermiting. I want to make quickly um, about the benefits when, when we can use it to benefit our well-being, and it's not just about time away from people and friends. It's that's not all hermiting is about, although it tends to be that way. But um, for example, let's what well, what are we in right now? Well, yeah, we'll still be in it. I think when this podcast go live, we are in the midst of Mercury and it's retrograde. Yeah. Holy hell! And <laughs> what I do in Mercury because Mercury's in my house, my Taurus, which is, um, a very fixed house, very, very physical. So I have issues with computers. I have issues with travel. I have issues with communication. So I I'm very physical in my issues with Mercury. However, Mercury, as much as a bad rap it gets, and go back and listen to any of our, my planets made me do it. My, you know, whatever. Um, it can give us that moment. If we like, when I, it's Mercury retrograde, I tend to hermit because I know there's no forward movement for me. Yeah. Like there's no sense of let's move forward. Let's move forward and let's keep going. Let's, you know, let's keep achieving. No, it's a time for me to reassess my creative endeavors mm -hmm. and to say, where am I going with them? And is this really what I want? Yeah. It's giving me that bandwidth to reassess and to redefine what it is I want to do. Sure. Excuse me. Absolutely. So when that happens, I kind of hermit and kind of marinate in all my ideas and my thoughts and my wishes and what I need to do. And when it's direct again, I feel a sense of, okay, I can, when we're out of post shadow, when we're, we're direct, I feel like, all right, I'm more clear. I'm more in a sense of, I know what, you know, what I need to do or where I'm headed. And I'm always, you know, 
checking in with the universe to make sure I'm in flow and, and, but it gives me time to be like a little bunny in its burrow and just kind of hang out and just be like, Hey, we're going to hang out here until the storm is over. But also it gives us non-influensive time to really check in with ourselves, to really give ourselves that sense of where am I going and what am I doing with life? And is this the direction I want to go in with my creative endeavors? So, you know, that's a benefit to being a hermit sometimes is that you get to really be in your creative flow and your creative juices and connected to whatever it is your, your passions are. So that's, that's the way, that's how I use hermiting to my benefit. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like ancient when you think about it, which is, you know, everything obviously comes from that, but we're made to believe that we have to be all over the place because there's accessibility that didn't exist prior. People spent a lot of solitary time alone years and years ago before technology created um, the ability for even movement, you know, when cars weren't a thing, you know, people spent more times in units, you know, than expansive, like we do now, you know, and the expectation of travel and the expectation of phone calls and the expectation of text and the expectations of Zoom calls now and, you know, all, all the happy hours that are super easy to get to because you just hop in your car and go, you know, like there was so much alone time and introspective time that people used to have that we've taken away as a society because of the, you know, the built-ins that are now the norm, you know, and that taking the, taking the time to yourself used to be, I guess, kind of forced, right? Like people used to sit on the front porch because there wasn't anything else to do. There were no phones, there were no TVs. You just sat there and chilled and thought about your life and thought about what you wanted to do and contemplated the sunset and, you know, really had a Facebook. Right. Yeah. And they certainly didn't, certainly didn't have farmersonly.com, which is what I think of every time I hear the word farmer. It's so annoying. Um, but yeah, like I think that, that, that has the, the art of using a cocoon or hermitage or whatever to check in with yourself has been kind of lost in obligation of, you know, what we're expected to do now that it's easy to do all of these things, right? Like you see all these memes. Oh, what does it take? If somebody, uh, if I see another share of, if somebody really cared about you, they would take the time to text you. It's like, I want to punch everybody in the face and I'm not a puncher, but I want to punch everybody in the face that shares that because it's like, you're kidding me, right? So I have to text all, you know, 1200 people in my life all the time in order for them to know that I care about them? No, if they need me, they can reach out and hopefully I'll have the bandwidth for them or they could reach out to one of their other people. Like you, the obligation isn't on everyone to be reaching out constantly to check. If you need to be checked in on, we have to take that personal responsibility. If you want connection, go get it. You know, like that that annoys me so much because that has nothing to one do with more expectation that we fail at. It's like that one more expectation. It's what it is. It's designed to, for people who have that narrative in their head that nobody cares about them and yes. to prove it to them. That's yeah. what that meme is designed. It's not designed to like make people go, Oh, I should connect with this person, honey. I, you know, if I'm in a space where I'm thinking of you and I'll connect with you, but I'm not connecting with you because I don't 
love you. I'm not connecting with you because I we're living life. You're living your life. I'm living my life. We have equal obligation to connect it to each other. And if we don't, I'm not butthurt by it. Right. And if you it need care, mean, you, you have to me. ask for it. You have to ask for care. If you're looking yes. for care, if you're looking for, if you're looking for connection, we, you have to ask for it. I am so over that, but again, it's because of the easy accessible. So people start with the, how hard is it? How hard is it to just pick up the phone? Guess what? To me, it's really hard. I need a lot of energy to do it because I'm a mom and I'm a business owner and now I'm in a relationship. It is hard for me to pick up the phone and give somebody my energy sometimes, especially if 12 people are waiting on my energy. That's a lot of effing hours on the phone. That's overwhelming for me. I don't want to do it, (laughs) to be quite honest. And it has nothing to do with care about those people. It's not because I don't care about those people. It's because I do care about those people and I want them to have quality time if they're going to have my time. But I also care about me more. And if I don't have it, I don't want to try to give it. And that's an ex- that's a limitation that that people have to learn how to to understand, you know. And and that is a big part of I think my difficulty with going into hermit mode. My difficulty with going into cocoon mode is the expectations that are placed on me. That yeah, I perpetrated some of it by being super available through my obligation. Absolutely, I get it. You know, it's not that I don't get it. But I also am like, I'm not taking the whole blame here. (laughs) I'm not taking it all on anymore. I'm going to allow people to to experience gaps of time without me. I want people to experience concise and clear conversations with me, with reaching out when you need something instead of believing that it has to be a constant flow all the time. You know, I have to be the one that does that because I am the one that created what happened, but it is so difficult because I don't like to let people down. I don't like to feel like I've dropped people, right? Like I brought you up here and then I just let go. And people who are wanting to just hang on, I didn't want you to bring me to the top of the mountain so that I could be at the top of the mountain. I wanted you there with me the whole time. I have now created what you were talking about, that codependent relationship. You know, I don't want to do that to people and I don't want people to do that to me and then create, turn their expectations on me. And so that's, that the, that's the difficulty I've learned during this cocoonage is like, whoa, I mean, I have to do stuff outside of the cocoon (laughs) so that I'm not creating such a need for the cocoon. (laughs) Right. I have to make better, different decisions in life that create that sense of balance without having to retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Like I shared something that was like the empath cycle or something where it was like, um, you know, I'm feeling great. So I'm scheduling all the things and I'm seeing all the people. And then all of a sudden you're like too much. It's too much. I'm overwhelmed. This is ridiculous. Oh my God. I've got so many things on my plate. And then it's like, I am so burned out. I can't do anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And then now I have to be by myself because I need to regenerate. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a total mess. I'm a puddle. And then after I regenerate, I start to feel good again. And the whole freaking cycle starts all over again. When I saw that, I was like, that hurts a lot to see <laughs> because it is a thousand percent right. Well, I don't want to do that. And it's that sense of all or nothing. Yeah. 
it's like our pendulum that keeps swinging so far to either yeah. end of the spectrum. There's no middle ground. There's no yeah. spending. There's no saying, I feel great. So what am, who am I going to see that's not going to like make me feel depleted or, you know, it's that, it's that crucial decision because I get it. It's the same way with eating. I mean, I know this is not a comparison, but it's the same way with eating because when you're feeling good and you're feeling like, yay, things are going great and you're doing good. And you're like, let's celebrate with an entire pizza and a piece of cake. It's like, fuck. It's like, (laughs) you know, then it's like carb overload and you're like, ugh. yeah. And then you're back into it again. And then you right. have to start over again. And it's like, fuck. Right. Yeah, exactly. And instead of being like, all right, so I'm feeling good. Like you said, I'm feeling good. I want to maintain feeling good. I don't want to burn out. I'm going to be honest with myself about what balance is right now. Yes. Because it is not the same feeling if I overextend myself. And, and what does overextending myself look like? you know, that real sit down honest, you know, like if I do, I want to spend time with people. Do I want it to be once a month? Like that might be my limit of party time or, you know, what, whatever it may be, you know, and that's the, that's the assessment that I think people are needing to do right now, because I have a, I have a feeling, I mean, I just have a feeling that I'm going to be facing a lot of people soon that are experiencing that burnout of that overload of there's too many things to do now. I'm not, I don't want all, I don't want it. And it's like, yeah, well, we got to create that new balance. We've got to create that new old, right? Cause it's a little ancient, that new old feeling of experiencing life and not scheduling life. Right. And just allowing the moment to exist, how it exists without needing to manipulate it. Yeah. Right. And keeping our, keeping our, 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 ourselves in a little, in our, in our circle, like making our inner circle an inner circle rather than a movable, you know, Oh, I'll just go here and everybody gets a piece of it. Like a movable Venn diagram. (laughs) Exactly. Here's my circle. Here's their circle. And you're kind of moving around and like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, when I was thinking about it, it was because this is where I'm at, you know, in my own life it is, I, I, I like the work that I'm doing. I want to continue with the work that I'm doing, but I want more time to, and this is going to sound weird to like do nothing. And that means that people who think I have time are going to have to know that <laughs> I don't have time for them <laughs> because this time is literally meant for me. <laughs> you know, and it's funny. And I challenged the word do nothing because somebody challenged it for me the other day. They were like, you're not doing nothing. You're spending time regenerating self-care, doing the things that fill you up so that you're available to the people you need to be available to, that you choose to be available to. And so that you can fulfill your obligations as a in your job, as a, as a parent, as a a significant other, whatever it is, you're taking that time to create that, to shore up your foundation so that you can be firm in doing everything else that you choose to do. Yep. No, that's a hundred percent right. Cause it isn't doing nothing to the outside. Yes. Right. And that's what we've been programmed to believe is that if you're not making progress, you're doing nothing. 
um, instead of redefining what progress means. <laughs> and in that, like you said, rest, regeneration, existing, you know, that's what I do when, you know, when I'm, I want beach time and I don't, that doesn't mean I want company on the beach all the time. You know, I want to just sit there and chill and rejuvenate and stare at the ocean and read books by myself or, you know, next to somebody else is reading a book, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, um, yeah. And that's going to take, that's going to take some getting used to for, for some people. But the other thing that I had to think about is exactly that, that pendulum switch is like, if something changes in my life, how do I make sure I don't go back to that? Yeah. I don't want to go back to that anymore. And again, I have a feeling I'm going to get a lot of questions about that, you know, from people as, you know, as we start opening things back up and as people starting start spending time with others and, you know, just, wow, I don't know what I want to do here. I kind of don't want to do this. What, how, how do I don't, how do I not do this? <laughs> and what does it mean? Am I a terrible human being? Because I actually don't want to be around a lot of people. No, of course not. No, you just had a massive reset. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're realizing your tolerance le- levels have changed and shifted and you, and there's a discovery of how much we overextended our energy centers, mm-hmm. how much we overextended our energy, you know, and, and how we need to change it because for a lot of us, we slept so much in the first like three months of COVID because we had to, it was just like, oh my gosh, because we were exhausted. exhausted and not to mention the stress and the anxiety of dealing with a a national pandemic. I mean, that alone was stressful, but when we're realizing, you know, oh my gosh, I enjoy being on with myself. I've learned myself. I mean, I didn't necessarily like myself before, but I sure has a better understanding of myself now. And I know how to best work with that self. Yeah. And I think it's huge. The energy thing, when you learn how to be in your own energy, your own familiar energy, but when you realize that you've not been in it very often, right? What is this? What is this feeling? Like that's you. That feeling is you, (laughs) you are feeling yourself and it is foreign problem. That is a problem. We should not feel like aliens to ourselves. (laughs) That's not good. (laughs) Oh, but but I think we, we are when we get so caught up in other people's stuff. Yeah. We tend to kind of like, Oh, and we go like, for those of us who are, I mean, especially, I mean, I'm a Gemini. I kind of go along. I get along to go along in a sense. I'm very fluid. Mm -hmm. I, and and that's just who I am. Um, But I've learned that if I don't want to do something now, I don't have to do it just because that person wants to do it. Right. You know, sometimes I will just because I enjoy the company and time spent with that person. That's fine. But if I don't want to do something, I'm not going to go do it. I'm more inclined to say, you know what? I, I need to spend my energy somewhere else today. Um, but thank you for offering. And I let it go like today, like my friends have been texting in the last half hour about, you know, the plans that they want to do today. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not, I'm not 
feeling it. And so yeah. I have things to do and build. And once I get my house where I want it to be, then I'll have more bandwidth. But right now I don't feel like I have that bandwidth to go yeah. adventuring and summer's not even here yet. And you've surrounded yourself with people who will take that and understand it. And that's part of that. I mean, that's, that's a growing process, you know, I think of, of learning how to create community that understands you and it comes from understanding ourselves, right? Like, so we want to be around tribe, right? And tribe understands tribe. And the idea of being able to say to somebody, I don't have the energy for that today doesn't mean I don't have the energy for you, you're too much, you're whatever, but a person who's not healthy is going to think of it that way. And those are the kind of people, and not to say that we turn our backs on all the unhealthy people in the world, but we do have to put boundaries with those people. We do have to understand that they will be your energy vampires if you don't keep and hold a strong boundary. But when you can speak your piece about yourself and be accepted and be in and, and receive love and have space held for you by your friends. That's when you know you've entered your tribe. That's when you know you have created the circle around you that supports you truly, not just supports you when it's good for them, but supports you because it's good for you. Right. You know, and, and that's, and that's a gift really. And, but you also, like, I find I had to check my expectations too. Sure. is that I know the limits of each one of them and how they can do that. And, and, and that, you know, you know, and to understand it's like, okay, so to one person, you know, I have to say it in a different way, not that I'm changing what I'm saying, but I say it in a different way. So they understand it differently because they, because they're different people. Sure. So yeah, I'm uh yeah, you know, that's, it's important to have those types of friends and, but, you know, again, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of, takes a lot of work to understand and to be understood. Right. Um, and and to really get rid of that people pleasing thing of like, it's all good. If somebody can't, isn't part of your tribe, everybody doesn't belong in the tribe. It's no. hard to feel that way. Cause it, it does feel like turning away people, but it's really more like, go find your tribe. I'm not it. You need like, it, it's, it's like encouraging them to go find their people right? Like, don't come in here, you know, into this tribe, because it's not for you, you're going to feel alienated, you're going to feel alone, you're not going to feel the, the, the community that you're looking for here, yeah. because it's not the same one. It's not the one, you know, find yours. Yes. It's a, yeah, it's a gift. It's a gift on both ends. You know, it's just difficult, you know, like, and I, and I get it. And I, and I hope that everybody listening right now is feeling that collective sigh of relief of like, okay, <laughs> it's all good. I can hermit. I can cocoon. I can do this. I can allow myself my space. Because just you don't deserve it. Yeah. This is your life. This is not the life of all the people who have expectations of you. Yep. Absolutely. hundred percent. hundred percent. I just, I needed another sigh myself. <laughs> I just felt like I just was like, Oh yeah. You know, moment of pause, pause the, you know, pause the mind, pause the being, just take a breath and just know wherever you're at is where you're supposed to be. And if you don't want to be there, you have the ability to change it. You yeah. really do. Absolutely. You really have the ability to make different 
It takes, sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it happens quicker than we expect. Mm -hmm. But if you, where you want to be, and that means in a, in a blanket fort on your living room floor, watching TV with your cat, that fantastic. (laughs) I'm all for that. I will, I will get, I'll give, send you guys a link and we can all join blanket forts together. A hermit, a hermit zoom party. Right. We can have a hermit like, zoom party. There, but we're not going to interact. Right. We're just going to hang out with each other. Just, we don't I need to talk. I love, well, like I said, that whole, like, you can come to the beach with me. It's not about, it's only my beach. It's that you have to read a book next to me too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk. It's nappy time or it's book time. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I have, yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually, I know that I've been avoiding certain situations because I'm just like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't have it. I just want to chill. I like it. I'm so enjoying this to the point that a private island feels great. (laughs) I looked up a couple of private islands on, on Realtor on the reality website i was like let's go to the grand turks and caicos let's go see what's down there yeah well i yeah yeah but then i'm like oh yeah that's right the hurricane almost took the entire island out a year ago so maybe not (laughs) i think of like practical stuff like well you're having trouble not playing hockey here it's probably going to be a bigger problem on on a private island So let's think a little bit more. <laughs> Damn it. You're going to have to have boundaries is what it all keeps coming down to. <laughs> yes. You can't just go hide on an island and use that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Our lives, right? Thank yeah. you friends for spending this hour with us. I hope that encourages you to, you know, to be confident in your hermitage and that you can, um, Take time for you to reset yourself, to see, and to be aware of where you've reset yourself over this past year. And so, and re-enter the way that you feel that's safest for you, that's best for you, that's causing the least anxiety and the least overwhelm. Do it in baby steps. Go out and get the mail, come back, you know, go out to the corner store and come back. Like whatever it is and however it is you need, do it because it's important. And if you need help, we're here to help you. We're here to assist with that. And we love you and have a good week. Yeah. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.